Anyone who listens to the show knows that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into running an accommodations business. Whether it's a hotel or short-term rental property, preparing, maintaining, and communicating with guests and employees is the name of the game. That's where Breezeway's best-in-class property care and operations platform comes in. Their easy-to-use tools help you automate, coordinate, and communicate with guests and staff in a seamless way. Plus, Breezeway integrates with over 30 PMS and IoT devices, meaning you can easily harness data to enable your staff, make work more efficient, build better schedules, improve quality assurance, harness guest texting, provide comprehensive owner reporting, and so much more. If you're looking for an operations software platform that will make an immediate impact on your business, visit breezeway.io slash proven principles to learn more. What matters is that you're doing the right tactics to even have an opportunity to get somebody that wants to come back to you a second, third, fourth, however many times. Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast, the show that deconstructs the inner workings of the hospitality industry, breaking down the tools, tips, and tricks that the world's best-run hotels use every day. Here's your host, Adam Knight. This is the third episode of our sales marketing series. My guest today is Mike Wyman. He's the VP of Sales and Operations at Avivo, an all-in-one booking suite that helps property managers improve occupancy, increase automation, and improve their customers' experience. The booking landscape has been in flux for several years. Whether it's new entrants inserting themselves between you and your guests, changing consumer buying habits, or the complete upheaval of traditional demand and booking patterns, hotels and short-term rental providers have had to keep up with a lot in the sometimes hard-to-grasp theory versus practice environment. Well, we're trying to create some clarity on this episode. Mike shares some great insights into the current booking ecosystem, a new entrant you want to be aware of, how to drive more direct bookings, using OTAs to your advantage, the lifetime value of a guest, and much more. In short, it's about having the right tools and understanding the playing field to determine the right strategy that makes all the difference. So let's get to it. This is episode 78 of the Proven Principles podcast, Mike Wyman on OTAs and the booking ecosystem in the hospitality industry. Enjoy. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me, Adam. Looking forward to the chat. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I am the vice president of sales and operations or the general manager for North America for Avivo. Um, We're a cloud-based, SaaS-based property management software platform. It's been around since 2005. Worldwide headquarters is in London, UK. been managing a little north of 20,000 properties uh, for our owners and and managers out there across 52 disparate property types, everything from hotels, bed and breakfasts, vacation rentals. We've even got people that are doing uh, marinas and houseboats, et cetera, that are using our platform. (laughs) It's a crazy landscape right now between hotels and short-term rentals and and hybrid properties. It's the landscape. is uh, it's exciting. I think it's a little frightening for the old time hotel people. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Embrace the change. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Um, I'd like to get your perspective a little bit on the, the booking ecosystem right now. Um, a lot of change has been going on the last couple of years. Um, uh, new players coming in, new strategies being employed, um, what's your perspective on the lay of the land right now? You know, obviously, um, our industry was adversely affected 
probably more so than just about any other industry out there by the 18 month uh, pandemic. Um, but there's still, you know, some uh, uh, true touch points that are that are still true today that were true prior to it. The online travel agencies that are out there, you absolutely should uh, continue to embrace them, but you should be embracing them maybe more so in a more confined manner than what you uh, had in the past. Uh, and we can get into details about that, but uh, we have some very specific best practices that we teach our customers as they get onboarded about um, how to leverage the the breadth of uh, reach, the breadth of uh, the or depth of their uh, marketing budgets, if you will, for those online travel agencies, but how to kind of take those guests that come in from them and kind of create a, a, a good rapport with them, a good guest experience. And then from there, you can kind of redirect them to become uh, direct customers of yours, direct guests for future potential bookings. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's, you know, uh, the direct booking puzzle has been an, an issue for a long time. And a lot of properties, a lot, there's a lot of brain power has gone to trying to figure out how to reverse the share steal that's been happening on the OTA side for years. Um, and for those that don't know what OTA is, online travel agency, Expedia, booking.com, Airbnb, those guys. Um, with the with the leisure segment i i you could i'm going to put air quotes around coming back because it it was a it was a a predictable blip in the summer it's not necessarily you know this time of year is always a little tough uh for leisure usually that's filled by business and, and group travel i guess is a long-winded way of saying since those two segments haven't they've come back a little bit business travel probably more so than group uh depends on where you are in the country but primarily nothing's really back but leisure is the thing that you, that you can kind of count on right now and it feels to me like there might be a propensity to lean a little bit harder into the OTA realm because you need to fill those rooms on a you know you know a Tuesday and Wednesday night that would usually be picked up by group or business travel um and i i guess it's a long-winded way of coming around to the point where I've had conversations with people about whether you can actually run a hotel that is primarily uh, OTA-driven, and you just you just sort of succumb to it. You just say, you know what, forget it. Uh, they're they're stealing share. I can't seem to get direct booking people coming back or coming to my hotel, and I'm having a really hard time with my CRM and my uh, after-stay marketing to try to hook people after they've stayed with me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go all in on, on the OTAs. Um, do you have, do you have any thoughts about, and I know, I know that, that your company pushes people away from doing that, but I guess, you know, from just from the perspective of kind of where that small hotelier is right now, forget about the big brand. You know, is there, is there any, validity to that thought process or is there really something that 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 hotel owner that hotel manager can do to to try and turn the ship around you know it's it's funny as you were going through the question i, I was going through multiple conversations that i've had with 
property owners that are on our platform over the last uh, several months. I think that the thinking needs to be shifted into kind of a two-lane highway, if you will. That that first lane, you're you're saying they're taking a higher share of my dollar, my booking dollar. They're the the online travel agencies are now charging me more than they used to. Um, some of the the bigger ones um, are also, um, you know, in 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 Europe have already kind of completely increased that number by a dramatic effect and taken all of the customer or guest fees, I should say, out of the equation. And so it's all on the property owner. And so that's only that's only uh, in, in sensing those that are looking at what the online travel agents have been doing to them uh, more. My, my recommendation to them is they're not doing anything to you. Take away the victim type of uh, mantra and thought process there and embrace what's happening. If you literally, you know, people, they sign up with our platform all the time, ask me, well, which online travel agencies would you recommend that I sign up to? I say every last one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, you can manage them uh, both from a macro and a micro basis as to how you want them to work on your behalf. That's what people are not doing. They're literally going, oh, my God, I was going to get a booking on that weekend in July anyway. Why am I having to pay Expedia XYZ commission for that? Well, because you could have done a closeout for the weekends or closeout for the high season and really have them focus exclusively on your low seasons, your middle of the week bookings, et cetera. So you can manage them better. But then the other part of it is, you absolutely, once you get that that guest the first time, you absolutely should be completely nurturing that guest experience, completely nurturing that communication process from pre-arrival to long after they've departed so that they want to come back to you direct. It's an easy pivot to get them to go to your website after you've built that rapport and that relationship with them if you've done a good job of giving them a good guest experience. So look at that first part as a marketing dollar, leveraging the fact that they have many more marketing dollars than you do. And then you convert them to the lifetime value guests through some of the tools that we and others give you to make that happen. Yeah, that's a really great point. And that's the missing piece. And I actually, and I also think that that's the piece that is, it's the hardest to, it's easy to talk about. The theory is like, I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't know how to put it into practice. I don't know how, and I'm speaking I, the, the royal I, like, you know, as you're running your property, you're you're trying to get occupancy um, and someone starts talking about, you need to start remarketing to people that were here. Uh, you need to hit them with offers that, that are contextual and that make sense to them. Um, and it's highly individualized gone are the days of putting out a bed and breakfast package, you know, long decades gone is that. But my point is, is like long are the days of just doing generic packages and hoping that people book them. It's, it's a totally different world now. Yeah. You really have to market to a specific user. Um, I had a conversation yesterday with, uh, one of my, uh, uh, property. She's got multiple properties on our platform, um, based up in Canada and she's been with us since April 2019. And I, 
there were so many things that as we were just having a conversation like this, she goes, I didn't know you could do that. Or I hadn't thought about doing that. Or um, how do I do that in a vivo? And all of this was something that was easily shareable. Um, so it, it, it was something that, you know, I've set up members of my team to kind of help her with that knowledge to move forward. But the, the bigger issue is they have to build the strategy. They being the property owners, they being the property managers, they have to build the strategy on how they're going to enhance their business where it needs to be enhanced. And then they leverage the tools that we bring to bear to do that. So I, I can't build that strategy for you. I can make some recommendations that I've seen best practices mm -hmm. others have employed, but I can't build that for you. I've got 20,000 properties out there that my platform is on. Uh, it, it, all we can do is kind of make it more intuitive, make it uh, more comprehensive, make it more affordable and more scalable. And I think we do a good yeah. job of that. Have you seen anything out there? Maybe a, you know a couple of things that have that when you're talking to clients, you know, owners that that are using your service um, in those conversations with that Canadian owner. Um, have you seen anything that have made you go, "Huh, that's a really good idea"? Yeah, there's there's some really good things uh, out there that people are employing right now. One is, you know, the dynamics of the people that are actually going to look for making purchases of um, investment properties are way different than you may think they are. We've done some, uh, uh, some internal reviews of the folks that are coming to our website based on age, based on sex, based on what type of uh, uh, job vocations they're in. And without sharing all the details, there was some very amazing uh, uh, analytical details that we got. And we're literally pivoting our marketing campaigns based on the buyer persona, based on the, the, the searcher persona. And they're not necessarily the same. <laughs> no, no, I guess they aren't. Um, and you bring up another great point is as a hotel or, I mean, as a, as a small vacation rental owner, do you know who your customer is? I think it's it it you can't just say, well, we market to everybody. We hope that every leisure guest stays here, or every business travel guest stays here, or every group stays here, because that's just not the case. Um, and going through the process of understanding who your customer is, and it's not so that you can make sure that you've got the right things in the room. I mean, that's important, but that that's operational. The more important thing is understanding who your person is so that you can send the right message out. You can figure out what it is that's going to resonate with them. What's the offer that's going to resonate with them? Not just throwing a, not putting together a generic package and hoping somebody buys it. It's, you know, are you, it is your property. I mean, I'm in Seattle. So are you somewhere in the Pacific Northwest uh, near uh, I don't know, near some breweries. There's a great brewery culture up here. And, you know, maybe there's a beer fest going on and you know that a, a segment of your travelers falls into a certain demographic and that chances are they probably would be interested in doing something like that. So throwing an offer out there to say, come and stay with us and go to this great brewery or this great uh, beer festival. And, you know, you can get tickets uh, along the way and maybe book it through your booking process and make a little bit of extra revenue that way. That's yeah, I think that's kind of what we're talking about in a in a nutshell. From the people that are watching this podcast, um, I 110% agree with you that you have to know 
your customer. We call it KYC at Avivo. And you need to literally build out your value prop to them based off of who they are or who you want them to be also can be another uh, totally different tack. But I actually uh, respectfully disagree from our perspective. Okay. Our job is to kind of make the the person that's got the one room um, uh, condo on the beach uh, to make their property as attractive to their buyers as it is for us to have the person that has the 150 room boutique hotel in New York City who also can use my platform. Their hmm. journeys and their marketing uh, efforts are going to be somewhat different, but it's our job to make our platform as intuitive and comprehensive for both of them and affordable and scalable, as I said before. So we do try and make our platform um, attractive to as many possible um, uh, users as possible. Um, you know, I just finished the book, Michael, De Michael Dell's second book, uh, saying play nice, but, but when, and it's just a marvelous, uh, read on the journey that he went through both as, as a young entrepreneur. And then as he took the company private and then public again, et cetera. But the thing that, mm -hmm. you know, he actually had an interview, ask him the same question, you know, you can't be all things to everybody. And, and he respectfully disagreed. I'm not trying to be all things to everybody. I'm trying to be the right things to as many people as possible with when he was building out it as a services company as opposed to a PC company. So mm -hmm. I think we've done the same thing. We've used technology um, to kind of make the property owner or property manager's lives easier and to make their properties more attractive and compelling to the right types of, of guests that they're trying to attract. It's not an easy thing to do. But uh, we think we do it as well as anybody in the industry. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, and I, I like this term, but I want to dive into it a little bit, the lifetime value of a guest. Um, lifetime value of a customer has been, it's a long time metric, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Used in, in many industries. But the lifetime value of a guest, it's not really a term or a KPI that we hear much of in the, in the accommodation space. Uh, can you dive into a little bit more about what that means? You know, it's funny. It, it's some of the least tech savvy customers that we have have either kind of found themselves in this situation or have done a wonderful multi-generational uh, uh, job of kind of through word of mouth and just taking care of people of getting repeat customers all the time. And their perspective, especially as as they've been doing it for a long time, is that ah, I got enough. I've got I've got people to come back to me every year, so I don't need this tool or I don't need this technology, et cetera. And I look at their occupancy and I go, well, I beg to differ. I think you should be continuing to leverage those uh, relationships to continue. To, and and by the way, do it at lowest cost, highest return that you can. We can help you with that too, by the way. But your, your, your repeat customers are happening in a season. You're missing having the same dynamic in other seasons, et cetera. So they, mm -hmm. they've kind of fooled themselves into believing I've taken care of this. I've really done a good job with my, with my customers and I don't, I don't need them to kind of, um, 
to, to leverage these other tools, where in fact it is a finite number that will continue to uh, decrease as generations pass, right? I mean, yeah, they they're, they keep coming back and back and, and their families do, but people, the younger generations are embracing the technology. So if, if you're not, um, you, you might be missing out on future opportunities, all we're saying. Mm-hmm. So the, the lifetime value of a guest would be um, the value that that guest brings to your hotel or your short-term rental over the course of however long you're able to keep them engaged in coming back. That's exactly correct. But again, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's an insurance company out there that as long as, you know, you you served in the military or a family member served in the military, you can get their um, their their plans. The same thing applies here. Yes, you can have um, your uh, lifetime value tied to that person that came here. Maybe they came here on a business trip, but they absolutely loved, you know, the mountain trails behind you or something like that. And they want to bring their family. And then through word of mouth, they can bring, you know, uh, uh, high school reunions or whatever. You you can literally mine that particular guest for multiple potential opportunities in the future. We give you things like, uh, you know, promotions uh, capabilities that you can do kind of a one-to-many shotgun approach, if you will, to kind of attract the folks. You may think that uh, they're they're a corporate guest, but they wind up bringing their family year after year. And then we also talk about the one-to-one. <laughs> says, 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 sorry, says every business traveler who stays with Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, and and then we, we also, again, we give you kind of that same kind of tool set for doing it one-to-one to really understand what what are the additional opportunities you can get from that single visit that they gave you that first time, whether it came from a channel partner or not. Yeah. Then the, I suppose, you know, as I'm thinking through, I'm kind of thinking about this subject here and I guess, you know, in my experience with, uh, with loyalty programs, I mean, that's, you, 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 it's easy to track with, you know, the right software. If you have a loyalty program, how many times somebody stayed, how many, how much money they're spending every time they stay. And you can kind of, you get this cumulative effect of, of total revenue generated by this one guest. And, and I guess, you know, that, that person, that part of lifetime value, even though maybe it's not called that in the hotel space, but that's been tracked for a while. Um, but I guess it's, it, it, I'm having a little bit of difficulty getting my head around, uh, the, what the right, the right number the might right be. Metric. And there's no right number. Cause every, yeah, the right metric. Cause I guess every, every hotel is going to be different and every type of guest is going to be different. Um, uh, somebody might, you might have somebody stay with you every year, the same weekend for 30 years. And that's amazing, but, but they're there for a specific reason versus somebody who's there quarterly or monthly or weekly. Mm-hmm. So obviously their number is going to be different. What's a meaningful way to, to measure this for all of those different use cases? Yeah. So obviously there's, there's a couple different metrics that people can look at. They can look at the lifetime spend of that particular guest over a period of time. Um, they can look at just the, the number of times they get them to come back. I mean, the first time you get a second visit uh, from anybody, 
it's it's a it's a wonderful feeling for a hotelier or a property owner to know I did something right, right? They came back to me. Um, I personally have a cabin in you know just outside the Smoky Mountains in in eastern Tennessee, and that that's something that I remember the first time we got a, a second time visitor. It's 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 a very um, uh, satisfying and gratifying feeling that I did something right for these these people. Um, but so, and there are different, um, metrics that people actually are focused on, but, and, and formulas, but just know it doesn't really matter which one you're embracing. What matters is that you're doing the right tactics to even have an opportunity to get somebody that wants to come back to you a second, third, fourth, however many times. Yeah. But absolutely. Yeah, obviously yeah. somebody that comes back every time for 30 years versus somebody that comes back 30 times in one year, the person that comes back 30 times in one year, that's going to be a much higher lifetime value guest than me than the other one, because there's still 29 years to go for them. Right. So yeah, there, there, right. you know, there's different ways to kind of slice the apple, but the more important thing, in my opinion, is not what the actual number is that uh, uh, your goal is. It's literally just having the goal, having the practice, having the tactics and strategies to turn those first-time guests into lifetime guests. That's the most important thing to take away from here. Yeah, and I guess it goes right back to what we started with, right? About getting repeat bookings. It's, it's, a, it's an unbelievable KPI. Um, and, and I think a much, um, uh, I don't want to say forgotten about, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the same uh, gravitas as total revenue or ADR. Uh, does, uh, you know, getting that person to come back again and again. But on the OTA front, and ju I just kind of call back to what we started talking about this whole conversation. Um, there's been this uh, this concept that was introduced to me not that long ago that I don't know if you ever have this happen to you where somebody says something to you and you, it's it's so blindingly obvious that you should have thought about this before. Oh, of course. <laughs> and you're like, it sounds so elementary, but you're like, yeah, no, that, of course, that is how I'm going to do things from now on. And for me, it was using OTAs as a search engine. And there's a stat that something like 50 or 60% of people, when they are searching for a hotel to book on an OTA, they will go to the hotel's website to book, or not to book, to book. I mean, they may go back to the OTA to book, but they want to learn more about the property when and by going to that property's website directly. And that's the hotel's opportunity to hook them and get them out of that that ecosystem. But more importantly, you know, if they do go back to the OTA, hopefully to your point, you've been able to craft a great experience and you've got a, a meaningful enough post-stay communication uh, platform or whatever you want to call it, where, where you can get them to come back a second time. That That's one of those marketing strategies or tactics that for me, for some reason, I didn't connect the dots that way up until literally a few weeks ago. Where where, where, where I was going with uh, a while ago, talking about even the people that are not very tech savvy, they're, they're, they've actually built pretty good practices around getting people to come back and be repeat customers, but it, it, they didn't use automation. It, the, the automation of doing that means you can scale it. And that's what our tools help them to do is literally, you know, it's not the thinking of, oh, I want to make sure that I, make a wonderful guest experience for them that's that's every every host should have that thinking right those are table stakes absolutely like that, that, you just you're, have to you're do not going to survive yeah. if you don't do that but it's automating it making it 
kind of uh, the engine that's running on its own so that when they are on site, you can actually have that personal, intimate type uh, uh, engagement with them, if you will. Um, so having the automation built in to do it is is where we come in. Having the plan, like I said before, having the the empathetic approach, that, that needs to be kind of a natural thing for these uh, property owners and managers on its own. Yeah. Are there any... Um... I hate to say old ways of thinking about this, but are there any maybe outdated um, perspectives on uh, how to market an accommodation place, whether it's a hotel or a short-term rental? Uh, and I, I actually, I see those two converging at a rapid clip right now. Um, but are there any outdated ways of thinking about how to get your message out about your property or how to get people to come back uh, that people need to change? And, and maybe look at from a from a different perspective or through a different lens. You know, I'm actually going to answer that in a in a in a way that uh, might surprise you. It's if you can't beat them, join them is the mantra I think that we should all employ as property owners and property managers out there that want to kind of uh, embrace the new way uh, and the and the change that has come upon us from the last eighteen months um, and. One of the biggest companies in the world has done that uh, to your benefit. For as an example, um, you know, we, you and I talked about this, I believe, before uh, this uh, uh, podcast. But it, Google was seeing everybody go to Expedia and Airbnb, but eighty-eight out of a hundred searches were starting with them. So instead of just doing their SEO, SEM type of approach. They've they've enhanced that by giving you, the property owner, very low commission-based structure for them to, as a matter of fact, you can actually tell Google what you want your commission structure to be on the hotel side, um, to go actually um, move those people that have been looking at the OTA and then looking at your website. Well, if you're going to go to their website in the first place, let me just kind of direct you and then... If I'll give you a big, beautiful map in the middle of the page. I'll give you some pretty pictures for those. And literally, if they do book, you pay me. If they don't, you don't pay me. It's different from their SEO, SEM type strategy of, you know, pay per click. So now you can you can compete right up there with the Airbnbs and the Expedias of the world to to get your listing prominently displayed without having to pay a uh, small fortune in, in, in marketing through Google. It's a pretty smart that is play, really, I think. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to put a pin in that, uh, because I, you know, I, we're, we're just wrapping up the episode here. I'm sure there's people who are going to want to know a little bit more about how to do that. Um, and not to lead the witness here too much, but, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Vivo can help. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, uh, we, We've been doing this a long time. I've actually looked at some of my competitors and I found one that's been doing it as long as us. So uh, this is a nascent industry in comparison to others, but we've been embraceive of technology from the word go. And we've been embraceive of automation from the word go. Our, you know, I myself am both a user of Avivo and the general manager. I think we offer a platform that makes life easier for the hospitality hosts, um, no matter what property you're managing or, or owning. And I think we uh, have a great um, way of kind of uh, helping without actually doing the work for our, our, our 
uh, property managers and owners um, with this platform on an affordable, scalable manner. So if you're interested in learning more, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Just come to avivo.com. It's echo victor india india victor oscar.com funky way to spell it that's it <laughs> yeah i'll link to it in the show notes too you can just scroll down on your podcast player you'll sounds awesome there uh mike this was a great conversation i appreciate you being on the show thank you so much for having me again Ed. this was my episode with mike wyman you can learn more about him and avivo at avivo.com that's e-v-i-i-v-o.com to hear past episodes or check out our other content, go to the provenprinciplespodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Adam Knight, and you've been listening to the Proven Principles Podcast. Until next time.